Welcome to First Line. My name is Aubrey Ann Jackson, and I am a student doctor in my last year of medical school. First Line covers tangible ways to improve your health, how to succeed in medical school, and various topics in healthcare, including mental health, all while holistically addressing the whole person. Hello, everyone. My apologies for the delay in getting this episode out. I know that it's been a few weeks now since the last episode, and that was partly because of the fact that I was getting over a sore throat that really affected my voice, and I tried several different times to record, and each time I could never record a full episode. And this is also a very busy time with helping my program with interviews and also reviewing letters of interest with my services on Fiverr. So it's just overall been busy, but it's important for me to get this episode out. And now that it is a little bit later in the application season, I'm going to not only talk about letters of interest, but also letters of intent. I think it makes a lot of sense to combine this into one episode because they are somewhat similar, but they do have some important differences as well. So when talking about letters of interest for residency applications, this is a personalized letter that you send to a program in hopes that they will review your application and extend an interview invite to you. You could also use a similar letter after you already interview as a sort of thank you letter to the program in general, which would give you the opportunity to reaffirm your interest. But a letter after you are done all of your interviews that says you will rank the program number one or highly would be considered a letter of intent. So letters of interest you can send to multiple programs, but a letter of intent is really only going to go to one program. And the letter of intent should be sent much later. So letter of interest you should really send after a program has already sent out at least their first round of invites. So this usually means that letters of interest can be sent anywhere from the middle of October to any time in December. Because by the middle of October, most programs are sending out their first round of invites. November is when I sent the majority of my letters of interest, but even in December, it is worth sending letters of interest because most programs are still going to interview into December, January. Some programs even go into the first week or so of February. So, especially if you are an applicant that is not getting as many interview invites as you would like, and if you are a less competitive applicant, then programs can still consider you for more of their later interview spots. Sometimes they have a lot of applicants that are getting the amount of interviews that they wanted to, and then they start dropping their interview slots. So that is where most programs will have a sort of wait list for 
their interview slots. So when you are contacting these programs and saying that you're still interested and indicating that you would accept an interview request if they would extend it to you, then that's how you can get to the top of their waitlist and be considered when those spots open up. And I hear from a lot of people that why, why would this be worth it? Because if I'm their backup choice, then they're not going to rank me to match. And while that might be true that you know you weren't in their first batch of invites, once you are there with the program, either virtually or in person with an interview, then that gives you an opportunity to impress them and give them a chance to get to know you. And especially for a lot of applicants that aren't as competitive on paper, the interview process is usually very helpful in further communicating who you are and your story. And a lot of applicants really excel, even though they might not be as competitive on paper. And for a lot of programs, they may blind certain parts of your application for the interviewers. So you may be on level playing field with all of the other applicants that are interviewing as well. So you're given an opportunity to shine. And also a lot of programs will will include everyone they interview with on their rank list. And if they do drop down their list, then you are in the running to be matched. And like I said, if you interview well, then you can have a really good chance at matching with the program. So I don't really consider any specific date as too late to send a letter of interest. I know that there's a lot of effort that goes into writing a letter of interest, but there's no such thing as hurting your candidacy. It can only help you to get an interview invite because if you're writing a letter of interest that means that you have not received an interview yet and so this is giving you an opportunity to maybe get an interview invitation the worst they can do is what the your current status is which is not interview you so it can really only help you though you should pick and choose which programs you send letter of interest to if you are under time constraints because they do take a lot of effort to write and to get people to also look over your letter of interest and make sure it looks okay before you send it. It's very time consuming. You probably won't have enough time to write a letter of interest for all of the programs you have applied to, especially if you are a less competitive applicant that has applied to over 100 programs. But like I said, you can, I know this episode is coming out later than I wanted it to, but December is not too late to send out letters of interest. I think December was the heaviest interview month for me. Um, and that was because whenever, whenever I was giving, given a choice, I would schedule for December because that was the month that I didn't have any rotations. So many programs still interview in December. Again, also in January, some even will interview in February. So even if a program has one interview day left, sending a letter of interest 
can be helpful because one person could drop from that interview day and then a spot would open up for you. So just keep that in mind. And then letter of intent. That is one that you can start thinking about too. I would highly recommend you wait until your last interview is finished so that you can include in your letter that you are done interviewing and you know for certain that among all of the programs that you've interviewed with, this program is your number one choice. Because if you're only halfway through your interview season and you have several that are still scheduled, it's very insincere that you're saying that this program is your number one because you still haven't even given the other programs a chance. A lot of times the experience with interviewing with the program can really change your mind about the program and they can move up in your rank list. So it's always good to wait until all your interviews are over. So for most people, that's going to be sometime in January. Um, for me, it was it was after the first week of January because my last interview was was sometime in the first week of January. So I sent my letter of intent sometime in the middle of January. But if all of your interviews were front-loaded for whatever reason, maybe you wanted to get done before the New Year's, then around this time could be appropriate for you to send your letter of interest. A lot of people will say that since ranking opens in February that it's better to send it as close to February as possible, but I'm not really convinced of that because most programs will work on their match list way before February. They will they will start to put applicants in a sort of order as they interview. So sending that letter of interest early, I don't know if it's more helpful, but um, it could stand out a little bit more than later on when most applicants are going to be sending their letters of intent. So it's really just based off of whenever you are done interviews. And I would do it pretty close after you're done interviews. If you're done interviews the first week of January, it's not helpful to wait until the middle of February to send a letter of intent because since ranking opens in February, some programs will really be done that process. They might hold a meeting after all of their interviews are done and finalize that rank list. So you want to get your letter in before they do that. And it's hard to tell when they're going to do that, but that's why it's just good to not wait too long after you are done all of your interviews. As long as it's before they actually submitted their rank list, they can always go in and change their order of applicants. So that's the timeline, but going back to the letters of interest, here are some of my tips for this. So you want to really focus on your fit for the program, not just giving a summary of your application. They can look at your application. They probably have already looked at your application, maybe for whatever reason they decided to discard your application or put it in their B list or their wait list of some sort. So you want to provide something that is helpful to them instead of just summarizing your application. They can easily see your name and they can look up your application for a reference when they receive your letter. So you want to focus on convincing them 
why they should look at your application and why you would be a good pick for them to interview. And this is the reason why you really need to individualize each letter for each program. You probably won't have time to write a letter of interest for every program, but you should consider it for programs that you are very interested in that have not yet sent you an interview. And if you can't think of a specific reason to include in your letter about why you are interested in the program, it means you probably shouldn't write a letter at all. You don't want a generic letter that sounds like it was copied and pasted for each program. You have to make it very personal. So reserve your time and energy for the programs that you do have something to talk about in the letter. Whether it's a specific point in their mission statement that particularly draws you into the program, a unique educational track that the program offers that is different than other programs and not offered at other programs, or maybe a specific geographical tie to the area. Though though ERAS has been edited to include a little bit more room to emphasize geographical ties, you can take some time in your letter to also reference this because geographical ties are very important for programs to see. Or maybe you met one of the current residents of the program or an alumni at the program and they told you things about the program that you didn't know previously. That might be something that is good to talk about. So all of these things are great reasons to write a letter. It's not an exhaustive list. You may have thought about other personal ties that you can have to a program that you would want to include in the letter. So a little bit more of tangible things here. I recommend keeping it to one page using size 10 to 12 in a normal font like Times New Roman, Arial, or Calibri. And this means that it's going to be anywhere from 200 to 350 words. Maybe it's a little less, maybe it's a little more, but those are my usual guidelines. And it's probably best to be on the shorter side unless you have an update on your application that you want to draw attention to or you have a few personal connections that you need to mention and it would be helpful to include all the details about it. And with this, you should write in a formal way in complete sentences, not bullet points. So this is a letter. This isn't just the bullet points in your resume, CV, or your ERAS application. You want it to be complete sentences. And I recommend having three paragraphs. The first one should make it clear that you are writing this letter to express interest in the program. And you want to use this paragraph to specifically state what attracts you to the program. So this is more of like the love letter part of it, saying how great the program is. The second paragraph will be more personal, where you want to bring up some of your credentials, some of them, and your goals, and relate that directly with the program. So you are not summarizing your application here. You are specifically only stating things so that you can connect it to the program. And if you need to provide an update on your application, you can do so either in this paragraph or in a separate paragraph after this one. The last paragraph will be a summary stating how the program will help you meet your goals and what you will provide the program as a resident. So why they should pick you, basically. So you're making me ask here. 
So that means that you have a sentence that clearly requests that the program review your application and consider you for an interview invite. You'll also want to include your signature at the end and include where you go to school or where you went to school. Include your AAMC and your NRMP IDs as well as your email that is associated with your ERAS account. This makes it a lot easier for them to connect your letter to your application. And you want to address your letter to the program director. So, dear Dr. Blank. Sometimes it may be more appropriate to address it to the program director and the associate program director if the associate program director is heavily involved in recruitment. And just like the rest of your application, it's important to get your letter looked over by someone else as well. It helps if this person is also in medicine and has writing or editing experience. You may want to consider paying a professional for this, and I do offer these services at least this year I do. And when you send your letter of interest, it's best to schedule it to arrive first thing in the morning. It doesn't matter what morning it is. A lot of people do Monday morning, but then you're going to be in the batch of Monday morning letters. But it's good to schedule it in the morning so that it's at the top of the email box when they start their day. And I recommend sending the letter to the program coordinator and ask them to send the letter to the program director. And the reason why I recommend this is because the program director is more likely to read an email that's sent by the program coordinator instead of from you because they don't know your email, they don't know your name. Of course, this means that you're using a middleman, so you have to rely on both the program coordinator and the program director seeing the email instead of just the program director seeing it in their email box. But I personally think that it's appropriate to ask the program coordinator for confirmation of receipt and that they sent it, whereas you wouldn't want to do this with the program director. But this is completely a personal preference. I've seen success both ways. I'm now providing personalized assistance specifically to medical students. I can help with editing your CV for away rotations or other opportunities. I can aid in revisions for your personal statement, and I can help edit your ERAS application. I will catch your grammar and style mistakes and also provide feedback on content revision so you can craft documents that make you more competitive. There are so many expensive services out there that charge hundreds to thousands of dollars on reviews, which is why I'm offering a much more affordable service with different price packages based on your needs. While many services out there are led by staff members who are years to decades removed from their experience as medical students, I'm uniquely positioned to help you as someone who has been through this process recently and as someone with professional writing and editing experience. Use the link in this episode description to learn more about the services I offer for individualized help. So that was letter of interest. So letter of intent, again, this is one that you send after you are done all your interviews. And the purpose of this letter is to say, I am ranking you number one. Many applicants will also send letters of intent for programs that they're ranking highly, but I look at these less as a letter of intent and more of a thank you letter. So 
if you send a letter saying I'm going to rank you highly but you don't say number one, then the program knows that you're not ranking them number one. So it actually can reflect pretty poorly on you. That's why I like to instead do more of a formal thank you letter to the program director for interviewing you and also include some update to your application. Just any excuse you can think of to reach out to that program again after you are done all of your interviews. I actually did send these letters last year to all of the programs that I interviewed at. I provided an update to my application because I received a pretty prestigious award of being student DO of the year at my school. So I had a really good excuse to reach out to these programs again. And I not only updated them on my application, but I also reiterated my interest in the program. And kind of like a letter of intent, I included what I really liked about the program and and what I learned about the program during the interview process and basically treated it like a letter of intent but without saying that I ranked them number one. I also did have a letter of intent to my number one ranked program. So I would recommend even even if you're not finished your interviews, I would start drafting a letter of intent for your whatever your number one program is. If your number one program does change, then it's not going to really help you to have that draft done, but if your number one is going to stay the same, it helps to start drafting so that once you're done interviews and you confirm that your number one is actually your number one, then you're just ready to send it. So the letter of intent is also going to be less than a page long, and my letter of intent in my in my application update letters, they were much shorter than, than my letters of interest were because with letter of intent and letter of application update, you really want to be to the point. You don't want to distract the reader from your main points, which should be, I'm ranking you number one, or this is the update in my application. You don't want too many distractors apart from that because you want them to get that message, I'm ranking you number one. It should be very clear, and so you don't want to include too much fluff. You definitely, in your letter of intent, you want to thank the program for interviewing you. You want to say that you enjoyed learning about the program and you want to state what impressed you about the program. Kind of like the letter of interest, you also want to talk about your personal factors that attract you to the program because programs really love to see those personal ties. So things like geographical ties and anything that the program offers that is unique and you want to explain why you're a good fit based off of what the program offers. And you want to make very clear in the first paragraph that you are ranking them number one, and you also want to reiterate it in the last paragraph as well. You want to say something like, because of these factors, I am ranking your program as my number one on my rank list. And you want to say something that's that shows that you are looking forward to joining the program and that you hope to match with the program and you hope to join them in the summer. Something like that. I also want to say this, that I know in my year of applying, when I applied in 2023, many of my peers, unfortunately, 
Most of them did this anonymously, but disclosed that they were sending letters of intent to multiple programs. So telling programs that they are their number one, sending that to multiple programs. And obviously you can't have multiple programs ranked number one. Just want to say that this is extremely dishonest and it will definitely backfire. Maybe not maybe not directly with getting you in any legal trouble, but programs will definitely take note if they ranked you to match and you said they were ranking them number one and then you ended up not going there. That that is really burning bridges and when you are applying for things like fellowship or applying to jobs after residency programs are going to take note of your dishonesty and the medical field especially within specialties can actually be a very small world so word can travel of your dishonesty and it's just really a bad look for something that yeah, it's a big deal where you go to residency, but you you don't want to do something silly like that that is going to going to affect your career in the long term. It's just not worth it. So I just wanted to say that because it really made me sad to hear some of my peers applying to psychiatry last year were being dishonest. And if you are looking for some professional help with writing your letters of interest and letters of intent. I know I've helped a few of you out already, but I'm still offering services this year and I'm I'm planning on continuing this. So if you're listening to this episode in subsequent seasons, just look at my social media links and see if I'm still offering some of those services. And for all of you applying, I wish you the best of luck. View the show notes for additional information about this episode and access the link to First Line's website. Don't forget to follow or subscribe to First Line on your favorite podcast app to hear a new episode every Monday. Thanks for listening.